getting in the way of climate progress. Thank you very much, Jordan Deal. The best New York Saturday, April 29th at noon, a quarter to noon. And this is Mark Dunley. Has prohibited um, uh, pirate operators, that is, people who operate without licenses, from ever owning a low power station. Uh, on the other hand, that same pirate uh, could own, for example, WCBS TV in New York City. Hi, I'm Rachel T. Hi, I'm Eva. Hi, I'm Rachel G. We are all Girl Scouts, and this is WGXC Acre. WGXC has a new call-in number for anyone to leave a three-minute message that we will play back on the air. Listeners can leave as many three-minute audio letters to the editor at 518-212-7509 as they want, and WGXE will let your voice be heard on the local airwaves. The number again to call in and record a three-minute message that will be played back on 90.7 FM is 518-212-7509. WGXE underwriting support is provided in part by SunCommon, supporting vibrant communities across New York for 15 years, offering custom solar installations for homes, farms, and businesses. Information at suncommon.com. WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Carol McCrossan of Washingtonville, New York. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Greene and Columbia counties. You, too, can become a sustaining supporter by going to wgxc.org slash donate. Thank you for your support. Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. I'm Amanda. I'm Jenny. Hello. And we are a twice a month, every second and fourth Tuesday of the month to be exact, movie chat show. Jenny and I pick a theme for each episode, watch movies before the show, don't tell each other what we watched, and then once we get on the air, we uh, we reveal and talk about what we have been watching. Uh, we're a little late to the studio, so apologies if the sound isn't perfect. Sounds good to me. I think it's pretty, you know, we're doing our best out here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we will, all, oh, as always, start by telling you what's playing in our local movie theaters. Uh, and I shall begin here with the <laughs> Crandall Theater over in Chatham. We have The Lost King. A Good Person, Mary Cassatt Painting the Modern Woman, A Thousand and One, 2023 Farm Film Festival, colon, Ooh. New York State of Farming, uh, Air, The Eagle Huntress, Dungeons and Dragons, colon, Honor Among Thieves, Wildlife, My Neighbor Totoro, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, Ellsworth Kelly, colon, Fragments, uh, and award-winning writer, producer, director, James. Oh, this is just information. So sorry. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry. That was a listing. Uh, but, you know, they got a new Crandall Theater board guy. His name is James Scamus. Scamus. Congratulations, James Scamus. Thanks, James. Uh, you can find out the specific showtimes because I know that was a lot of information at CrandallTheater.org. Gorgeous. I am going to tell you about what is playing at the Wyndham Theater in Wyndham, New York. Uh, we have finally the adaptation of Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Then we have a movie about Jesus, undoubtedly, called His Only Son. <laughs> then we have the Super Mario Brothers movie, which children say is the best movie ever made. You can find out more about what's playing at the Wyndham Theater at WyndhamTheater.com. That's W-I-N-D. 
hamtheater.com. Uh, now I'm going to tell you it's playing at TSL in Hudson, which is our local independent theater. We have T.S. Eliot's Four Quarters, Joyland, uh, Dehumani Cor- Corporis Fabrica. Gorgeous. It's got a great cover. It looks very creepy. Uh, Vermeer, The Greatest Exhibition. Pie. It's a remastering of Darren Aronofsky's Pie. Uh, and finally, Pierre Folde's Blind Willow Sleeping Woman. And you can find the specific showtimes for these films at timeandspace.org. Gorgeous. So this is a very exciting time of year because the drive-ins are opening back up. And specifically, I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the Highway Drive-In in Cooksacky. Um, this will be their third weekend open. Right now, they're only open on weekends. So these are the showtimes for the weekend of April 28th to 30th. On screen one, we have Evil Dead Rise and Evil Dead 2. Screen two is Super Mario Brothers and Champions. Screen three is Terminator 2 and Total Recall. Yeah. And screen four is John Wick 4. Just John Wick 4. It it deserves a place of pride on on its own. It's also almost three hours long. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) Uh, All right, and now heading a little further south and over the river, we're going to talk about upstate films, uh, starting with the Star Cinema, which is the location in Rhinebeck. We have Polite Society, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, No Bears, National Theater Live, Straight Line Crazy, The Five Devils, Holy Spider, and Showing Up. Uh, And then playing at the theater in Sagardies, we have Bo is Afraid. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Thelonious Monk, Rewind and Play. The Upstate Films Comedy Club. The Five Devils. Paint. Air. Concert for George. And The Who's Tommy. Uh, And you can find the information for those showtimes at upstatefilms.org. Amazing. I want to see a lot of those. Yeah, same. Thrilling. Last but not least, I'm going to tell you it's playing at the Spotlight Cinema in Hudson. That's the eight-screen theater on Fairview Avenue in Hudson. We have Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, (laughs) Mafia Mama, Evil Dead Rise, Suzume, which is dubbed, Renfield, The Pope's Exorcist, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, The Super Mario Brothers Movie, and John Wick Chapter 4. So you can find out more about those showtimes at SpotlightCinemas.com. Wow. Wow. So many movies. Wow. So many movies. The summer season is upon us. Well, speaking of, what a great transition into our theme, Jenny. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Our theme tonight is Life's a Beach. Uh, You can guess what kind of movies those are. Beach movies. (laughs) I mean, okay. So I have to say, the movies that I watched, I only watched two. uh, And I did thematically link them. And the theme wasn't necessarily like the going to the beach itself, mm-hmm. but more the dream of the beach. I think that's perfect because, I mean, I like when we choose themes that are open to interpretation in that way. And yeah, for me, this was definitely not vacation movies, oh, which no. we've done before. Uh, this is like the beach vibe. Yeah, totally. Life's a beach. If, you really, th- if you really think about it. A beach. Uh, they say life's a beach yeah sure is <laughs> um i'll tell you about the first well okay technically the first one i watched is a straight to video movie that i grew up with um called magic island <laughs> do you remember okay so i think there's a lot of people uh of our generation who vaguely remember this movie because there's a part in it it's a movie for children there's a part in it where there's a pizza tree oh. and like sand sharks circling the pizza tree like sharks in the sand uh-huh um it's from 1995 a great year <laughs> I, I started out with that just a little uh aperitif mm-hmm. and it, it's you know it's a made for video movie but it was anyways <laughs> 
I don't want to waste too so much time you, on the I'm Magic sorry, Island. I'm sorry, can you repeat the name of the movie again for me? It's Magic Island. Magic it's about, Island. Uh, got it, got it, got it. You know, a, a boy, a classic 90s boy who just likes his video games and not listening to his mom. <laughs> and it does have a very classic, like, magical black person mm-hmm. in oh, it, which brutal. is of the time. Yeah, um, yeah his, his Caribbean nanny is like... Listen, how about you read this book? It's been in my family for a long time. Just see what you think. And he's like, books. <laughs> but he gets sucked into the book and goes on like a great swashbuckling adventure. Nice. That sounds great. <laughs> but what I really want to talk about is um, a little movie called Club Paradise Ooh. from 1986. This was recommended to me by someone mm-hmm. for this theme. And it's a classic 80s comedy. This is the kind of movie that if my parents were aware of it, we would have watched in the household. It's very like kind of family movie. Mm. There's some sex jokes, but not that much. It's pretty tame. A Captain Ron type, if you will. Yeah, exactly. But Captain Ron is way better. (laughs) Uh, It stars Robin Williams as a retired Chicago firefighter who once he retires and he gets like uh, on his last job, he gets really hurt. So he has all this extra pay mm-hmm. from his injury and he decides to just move on down to the tropics. He's done with it. So he moves to an unspecified small island community in the Caribbean, uh, becomes like, you know, a, gets to know everyone who lives there in the local community and uh, becomes a, a favored local himself. And uh, there is it also stars Jimmy Cliff. Oh. Oh my gosh. Uh, the musician <laughs> of Harder They Come Fame. Uh, and he and Jimmy Cliff are buds. And Jimmy Cliff owns a kind of ramshackle motel on the beach. But it's a beautiful beach called Club Paradise. And like a lot of classic like 80s ski movies, it's about saving the resort mm-hmm. from the man. Of course. Um, because the kind of like mayor of the island wants to sell it off essentially in its entirety uh. to like foreign investors. Um, and <laughs> it does do, it tries to bite off more than it can chew with like talking about like, uh, colonialism and like revolution. It like tries and it doesn't totally, uh, make a fool of itself, but it kind of does, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, also, we have Peter O'Toole up in there, oh, who is the yes. English representation on the island. Of like, course. Because, you know, of course, like a lot of those islands, England, quote unquote, owns it. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, all of our favorites band together and they try to make Club Paradise a destination by kind of like faking all these reviews and faking this like really great pamphlet. And then so we get our first uh, group of tourists who come and, of course, do not get what they're expecting because the place is kind of falling down. There's no showers. Uh, They're not used to roughing it. uh, Yeah. Everyone's uh, people are getting lost in the woods. And when they go parasailing, they're flying (laughs) off into the distance. Uh, Lots of gags, you know. Um It also has a really young Eugene Levy and Rick Moranis in it as these like like brothers from New York who are just trying to get laid. (laughs) (laughs) They're kind of the best part of the movie. They're very funny. Um, It was totally cute. It was very cute. Uh, It was written by, or sorry, directed by um, Harold Ramis, Mm -hmm. you know, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't look up who it was written by, but you know, so it's very much a, uh, a comedy of that era. Sounds fun. It's cute. Yeah, it's sounds, totally I, cute. I'd like to watch it. it yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> it's pretty precious. Again, it like gets a little weird when they try to be like, like Robin <laughs> Williams is like Jimmy Cliff. No, don't don't start a workers' revolution. Like, like let's not have violence. Um, it's like, well, but what if he did though? <laughs> but what if we did? So it's like simultaneously a working class revolution and a revolution against like the local government that mm. wants to sell it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, in the exciting final moment where we have like the two, for lack of a better word, armies mm-hmm. of like 
the good guys and the bad guys. You know, Peter O'Toole's like marching in with the good guys on horseback in his like silly British oh, outfit. So good. <laughs> Incredible. Um, yeah. So, you know, really precious. Definitely a cute family comedy. Um, it's nice to see Jimmy Cliff as always. And of course, he plays great music in it. Lots of Rasta jokes and weed jokes, yep. which, you know. <laughs> well. <laughs> it's a movie from 1986. <laughs> um, but it could have done worse. So It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's always a pleasant surprise when you're like, well, at least they didn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I say it's no Captain Ron, which yeah, totally. somehow just like managed to skirt Capture all on? of that entirely an incredible film also yeah. a great life's a beach movie <laughs> really good life's a beach movie all about uh let's I, I mean i'm just gonna pivot to captain ron i didn't watch it for the show but i just want to talk about it Please a little pivot bit to captain ron because uh, <laughs> we, ha- we have to talk about captain we have ron. to amanda and i recently <clears throat> recently it's not the right word it was like a year ago yeah we both watched captain ron oh no had you seen it before no i'd never oh, seen okay it. yeah we both watched it for the first time with our friends of the show chuck and ellen mm-hmm. uh and it stars Kurt Russell as a as the titular Captain Ron. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, a somewhat mysterious and silly man who lives on a boat, uh, yeah. which is chartered by Martin Short and his family because they he like got a bunch of money and wanted. Well, I don't remember okay, so why Martin Short and his like little suburbanite mm-hmm. family they want to get some excitement in their lives. Right. I think this is how it happens. So they buy a beat up boat or they find right. out they inherit they inher- it or yeah something. i think it i think it's something like that and they fix it up but all they need is a captain yep and who should it be but kurt old russell kurt russell with patch and tiny little shorts uh, here to help them on their way and you know the family learns how to loosen up a little bit have yeah. a good time truly understand that life's a beach it's true oh god what a great one yeah so highly recommend captain ron <laughs> I, I can recommend captain ron before club paradise but if you want a double feature it's not a bad idea no, totally obviously it's great to see robin williams yeah and he's kind of like a little bit dialed back like there's a couple classic robin moments yeah, totally. but um he's not going for like well done yeah. you know like his weird silly jokes uh, uh again young eugene levy and uh, rick moranis <laughs> just like trying to get ladies so good <laughs> trying to like find weed so they can like hook up with these chicks who are like do you have any weed <laughs> um yeah. Oh, it's great. The, Good a, stuff. a thing that's really fun about this theme is that it's just the movies are just fun. Like life yeah. is a beach for us also when we get to watch our beach movies. Yeah. Um I as I was saying, I took the theme um you know, in a in a slightly different direction. I I didn't mean to, it just happened to me. Yeah. I also watched two movies with the word island in the title. <laughs> um, Let's hear it. Uh, and the first one I'm just going to start with because it feels like a good analog to Club Paradise. Yep. I watched the 2020 uh, version of Fantasy Island. Oh, which, hell yeah. <laughs> you got a little tease of earlier accidentally when I mentioned it at work um, mm-hmm. and forgot that I wasn't supposed to say it out loud. Um, I had no idea. I know. I felt, I felt like I played it off really well, so I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Uh, the great news is I have no notes about Fantasy Island, so I'm just going to talk about it yeah, like off the cuff. Please do. Uh, it's a movie from 2020. It's one of the last trailers I saw before COVID. I, really, I like remember it being like, I can't wait to see Fantasy Island. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, things changed. But it's uh, a... It's like the TV show from the 70s and that it is about a bunch of people on an island. However, on this island... It's a group of people all show up on an airplane ready to be given their wildest fantasies. Each of them is told that their fantasy will begin uh, at any moment now that they've uh, entered the island. And the only rules are that you only get one fantasy and you have to let it play out all the way to the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, And so we quickly learn as we start to watch these people experience their fantasies, that there's something a little magical about this Uh-oh. island. And maybe those fantasies aren't going to be as good as we wanted them to be. No. Because it turns out it's technically a horror movie, although it's not very scary. And it's also not very funny. And I have to say, I did not care for Fantasy Island. <laughs> I haven't seen it since it first came out, so... 
I, and I've never watched the original Fantasy Island oh, TV yeah. show. I've like seen clips from it, but like not. I've never watched it. This it was just like I wanted it. I knew it was going to be bad because it's really badly reviewed. But I was like, no, maybe it's going to be fun because the trailer looked so fun. But I then I kind of had fun, but I can't I remember what I didn't happens have a in it. Very good time. I think I think I wanted it to be like scarier and grosser, and it was just like everybody's fantasies are just like kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then like and then they realized the that the island is. Um, powered by a, a magical stone <laughs> that they have to <laughs> destroy. I gotta be honest with you, wasn't paying very close attention to the last 20 minutes of this movie, so no, no. the conclusion not not strong in my mind. That's alright. Um, but yeah, it's like basically you get, you, you're introduced to this cast of characters, all of whom have a mysterious secret, and that's like part of their fantasy is that like um, there's similar to the Rick Moranis and Eugene Levy, there's these two brothers who have come to the island and their fantasy is just to go to like a crazy party and like, you know, have a bunch of sex with hot people yeah. and like do a bunch of drugs, like basically live like rich and famous people. Yeah. Um, which is very cute. And I did, I kind of liked them the most, even though there was also some like weird kind of, it, it had some weird bad energy, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> But then the way that their fantasy curdles is that it it's in the magic of the island. This is part of the problem. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. In the magic of the island, they're in somebody's real mansion and these like real, um, not real people, but they're people that are animated by the magic of the island come to kill them because they have taken over this mansion that doesn't belong to them so like yeah. the fantasy continues in this bad way where it's like oh you're living like a rich and famous person but you're also in danger like rich and famous people are uh, as though you have stolen all of these things uh -huh. um and so each one of them kind of here's my problem with it is that it's Let's very go. inconsistent yeah. like everybody's fantasy goes wrong in a different way but like it doesn't make any sense, which I can always like I can check my sense at the door easily. No, as you, you don't know. need to do that for the Fantasy Island. But this remake. one, it just didn't work for me because I was just like, I want it to. I want everybody's fantasies to go wrong because that's why I'm here. Yeah. But like the magic logic just like doesn't work because. So it's like the brothers have this thing where these like guys come to kill them, and then there's this other woman who. Um, her fantasy is to like go back in time and say yes to a man who proposed to her instead of saying no and that would change her whole life and so like she gets to do that and then like her husband and like her five-year-old daughter that she would have had if she'd said yes are suddenly with her on the island and like but she realizes it's bad so then she changes her mind and like doesn't get punished for it it's this weird there's so little consistency to it and also None of the characters are compelling, and also it's not very scary. No. And I was just like, "Ugh, I wish this was better." <laughs> what is the name of the character in the original Fantasy Island that like spots the plane? Tattoo, tattoo, and yeah. we get a little tattoo drop There's, at the end. It's true, and I actually really did not care for it. I thought it was so whack. It just felt yeah. really and it's just like, okay, so the movie is mostly white people, and then you have Jimmy O Yang who plays one of the brothers, mm -hmm. um, and he is like. Uh, like shorter like kind of thin Asian man and yeah. he's like kind of put into these weird this is what I was talking about with like the brothers I liked them but then there was kind of this vibe that made me uncomfortable where yeah. like he's really like um, I don't it feels like he's really like um, taken to this place where he is like a caricature of a person yeah like he's really anodyne like, and has like no sexuality whatsoever like making an asian joke yeah it feels yeah. really weird and then like he's the one who is like tattoo at the end yeah and he's like shorter than everybody else yeah. and just like has this really gross mm -hmm. vibe where i'm like you're trying to do it you're trying to like nod towards it but you're doing it in this way that feels really gross mm -hmm. i don't know i, f I found no. fantasy island distasteful <laughs> 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 oh my god i'm picturing that in writing in my mind uh, yeah i mean i watched it when it came out or like when it came out on streaming with somebody who grew up with the original yeah, totally. show and they were like yeah this is stupid yeah <laughs> i don't know it, ju it just felt really and the like... original show was weird right totally like... which is like I, I have no um feelings about the original show at all i've never really seen it i haven't either but yeah it just felt like this weird um 
it just felt like a really weird choice to be like, okay, we're going to like take the one like kind of diminutive Asian man and like mm-hmm. make him like the butt of this joke multiple yeah. times. Or yeah, it's just really like, weird. Uh, feels bad. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. It feels pretty bad. Doesn't so, feel good. Fantasy Island, I would say skip it. I like people kept telling me that it was really bad, but I was like, I'm gonna watch it anyway. And it's sh- fun to watch bad movies. It's fun to watch bad movies, but it definitely wasn't like bad in a fun way. It was bad in kind of a boring way, yeah. which is a shame. But you know, it is what it is. It's <laughs> the great news is it's only streaming on stars. So. <laughs> Did you, did you do a stars trial? I didn't. <laughs> no. No, I definitely would never steal a car, and I also would never steal a movie, but I didn't watch it on stars. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Boo. boo. We're, we're not watching Fantasy I'm Island. so sorry. That's my review of it. It's not very good. But what I did. did you, what did you say? I didn't care. Or oh, I, fa- di- I found <laughs> Fantasy Island distasteful. distasteful. <laughs> Fantasy Island in parentheticals 2020. 2020. Distasteful. <laughs> um, but I did, I, I liked it as a candidate for Life's a Beach because it's like, okay, like we're literally, we're dreaming of our perfect life and it's at this, it's on the Fantasy Island. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like such a perfect candidate for it because it's not just about like beach life. It's like life's a beach, baby. Yeah. I feel like I sound like an idiot. No, no, that's okay. It's because we've been, we've, we've been chilling on the beach for a long it's time. It's true, baby. We're, we're sunburned. When you bake away in the sun. It's true, and it's lovely. We live the beach life. Happy to be here. Um, I watched perhaps the ultimate movie, yes. or one of the ultimate movies for this theme. Yes. I watched um, 2019's the beach bum oh <laughs> yes i do remember the beach bum i didn't out. see it when it came out <laughs> me neither <laughs> it's a harmony corinne movie for those of you who don't know who like got his fame from uh gummo and uh kids and julian donkey boy and stuff he's like i think spring breakers is probably his most famous movie yes yeah. definitely but he came up with those totally. ones i just mentioned and like he's kind of like you know like Divisive, like Mm. young man director. Like people love him, people hate him. Yeah, totally. Um, like likes to make a splash, but ultimately, like I think a lot of his themes are about um, like uh, directionlessness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, yeah. So the Beach Bum stars Matthew McConaughey and Isla Fisher and Snoop Dogg. And it's about a man named Moondog who is a no relation to the real life musician Moondog um, who just truly beach bums his way around Florida um, partying and having sex with lots of ladies and doing truly whatever this dude wants to do. He's a poet and he clearly like had a lot of fame in his younger career but he hasn't written anything or completed anything in many many years um his wife is isla fisher who loves him for exactly who he is and that's actually a very sweet part of the movie she like doesn't care at all that he like you know is the beach bum Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and she doesn't care about the other women he sleeps with she's having an affair with snoop dogg's character who's I think he's also a musician in the movie, but we don't see him perform. But um, his character's name is Lingerie. (laughs) That rules. And she is super, super rich. Mm -hmm. So that's where his money comes from, is he doesn't have any more royalties from his writing. The money all comes from Minnie, his wife, who on the... They have a, um, like, a daughter who... We we're told that she's pretty young, but she's clearly an adult, so maybe she's like young twenties. But um, after their daughter's wedding, their daughter's kind of like the straight man. Like mm-hmm. she's, you know, her parents are like crazy partiers, and she's like marrying this flub yeah. of a dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after their daughter's wedding, um, they. Minnie and Moondog get into a car crash and Minnie dies, unfortunately. It's very sad. I know. Spoilers. Um, And after her death, Moondog finds out that, like, you know, a half of all of her fortune, like one half goes to the daughter and the other half goes to him. But he is not. She wrote it in her will that he is not allowed to have it until he finishes his next novel. Wow. 
Um, and thus ensues like just this goofy adventure. Again, like a lot of Harmony Korean movies, technically speaking, it doesn't really quote unquote go anywhere. Right. Totally. <laughs> um, it's vibes. But yeah, like, so he gets in trouble because he's always getting in trouble because he's always partying really hard and he has to he's ordered to go to prison or rehab so mm. he goes to rehab where he meets zach efron <laughs> this oh. is just like a tiny piece of it but i found it funny because like isn't the chick from high school musical in spring breakers oh yes i think so yeah. or it, it definitely like yeah it she is like it, yeah. and so then harmony corinne got the other yeah. star of high school <laughs> musical so to charming the, yeah totally the next beach movie that he made the corinnification <laughs> of disney stars yeah exactly and zach efron's not in it for that long or at least it doesn't feel that long but he's like a preacher's son who's <laughs> like an absolute psycho who like does horrible things and he's like but isn't it great because god forgives us god forgives all of us they like rob an old man oh and he's god. like but isn't god, god so forgives, great though. god's so great though but yeah they break out of rehab <laughs> um and you know moondog who basically like before he lost all his money he was a loser, but he had a lot of money. So it was just like fun life. Mm -hmm. And then once all the money's gone, it really, you're just like, Oh, you're just, you're a loser. Yeah, totally. Like I kind of dig your philosophy on life, but you're, it's, you can only do that life when yeah. you've got a real big cushion. Exactly. So, um, yeah, he's, you know, he's going down the drain and then basically like, uh, finds lingerie again, Snoop Dogg's character who, uh, hides him out from the cops for a while and gives him a bunch of this like insane magical weed and uh, Moondog goes back to Key West where he loves it best and he just gets to like hang out with his Cuban maid who he's best friends with and like sleep with hot chicos and <laughs> uh, hang out on a boat and he finishes his novel and <laughs> wins a Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> Um, incredible yeah like i do like that when it goes down the toilet it also like goes into really just like totally off the rails yeah, totally, like, like surreal <laughs> almost yeah at one point he meets up with his friend who's played by martin lawrence whose name is captain whack <laughs> who runs a like the shoddiest dolphin tour and is obsessed with dolphins oh my God. very good <laughs> and jumps in the water into what he thinks is a bunch of dolphins but it's sharks oh. and gets his foot bitten oh, off no. <laughs> just like totally totally oh insane really good um so i was totally entertained by the beach bum it didn't do that well it's apparently um uh one of matthew mcconaughey's like lowest earning movies Interesting. ever um even though it's like clearly matthew mcconaughey's in it as mm -hmm. almost like ultimate like alchemically distilled matthew right, mcconaughey totally. energy yeah um uh yeah i i mean i guess i agree with the general masses and that like it's not great i haven't seen spring breakers since it came out mm -hmm. but i've been dying to rewatch it because i didn't love it and then everyone i know since has been like no it's great yeah so i think it's probably spring breakers is definitely far better than the beach bum even though i don't have fond memories of yeah, spring totally. breakers um but you know i don't know it was fun it did have kind of like like fun colorful tropical wolf of wall street guy mm -hmm. energy to mm -hmm. it where like it's a little bit hard to root for him because he's kind of a bad person yeah. and he's a schmuck um but other than the time when they rob the old man he doesn't really do anything too too terrible like again his wife is in support of everything he yeah, does no, she's like, it's yeah, just like whatever you're a genius Live your life, baby um and i will say the couple times he reads a poem that he writes twice in the movie and it's actually so beautiful oh that's nice it's um, rare for that to be like i feel like uh writing and art in movies is always really bad yeah so it's always like really it's pretty thrilling when yeah. they cite a poem or something and you're like oh that's pretty good yeah. actually it's very much like of a certain era yeah. of poetry like totally. very much content it's not avant-garde poetry mm. but it's very contemporary like hippie poetry yeah um but yeah the couple times where he like goes off and like you know speaks poetically or reads a poem it is really beautiful i mean he's, he's a pulitzer prize winning author so yeah, i know <laughs> but yeah whereas like you know the wolf of wall street 
he's you're, just a scumbag. Yeah, you're, and you're supposed to feel that way, but yeah. people saw that movie and were like, this guy's badass. Like, so crazy. <laughs> I feel like that line is even fuzzier for this, mm-hmm. where you're like, this guy's life is really fun. And it's not that you're necessarily... Like, I don't think you're supposed to think that it's bad. You're definitely supposed to be like he is a beach bum right like he's a bum it's like a gray area but, where it's like he, he's not a bad person he's just like you know but it, he like kind of like he's it's, like it's enviable but he's also like a mess yeah i, I assume so yeah it's just like, well it's complete like bacchanalia <laughs> yeah like totally um but you know his like life philosophy is like i just like to have fun man yeah like i just hey i i i like drinking and smoking weed and and hanging out with beautiful women and oh also jimmy buffett's in the movie <laughs> oh god gotta watch the <laughs> I, I meant to lead with oh that but god. he's in it like multiple times oh that um, rules i mean that makes perfect sense yeah the the embodiment of yeah life speech yeah exactly <laughs> which and it has a great soundtrack which uh-huh. is all like there's several jimmy buffett songs on it actually opens with one of my me and my mom's favorite Jimmy oh. Buffett songs, A Pirate Looks at 40. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is perfect for it because it is about somebody who, like, isn't growing up. and It's true. The, like, aging. There's something really interesting about, like, the aging hedonist where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, where do we go from here? Like, you can do it for a pretty long time when you're young, especially and especially when you're married to Isla Fisher and mm-hmm. she's got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But then it's like you get to a crossroads and it's like, how do I continue to live this way Yeah, and be myself but also like eventually you must grow up you have no choice and he's gonna do it that's the that's the like kind of uh fantasy mm-hmm. fantasy, fantasy of it is that he never has to like <laughs> right it ends totally with, he gets the money because he finished the mm-hmm. novel which is called the beach bum yes and or the book of poems and wins a pulitzer prize and then he get he's able to access his inheritance from right. his wife um and he tells the lawyer he's like okay just buy me a huge sailboat with it and then put the rest of all the money in cash on the sailboat (laughs) and then he gets the money the cash on the sailboat and he's like let's have a massive fireworks show for Minnie and he's on the boat shooting off fireworks and he lights the money on Mm -hmm. fire and the boat explodes and everyone thinks he's dead and there's money raining from the sky and everyone's getting cash and then you know he's back uh leaving the explosion back in his like little uh tiny schooner not yeah. schooner dinghy dinghy yeah his little dinghy <laughs> yeah um you know back where he was and it's like the cycle continues care. baby he, he doesn't he doesn't need that. it yeah <laughs> he let that money on fire on purpose yeah. <laughs> um wow Honestly, so, yeah. I, I, I remember when it came out being like, this feels like it's just going to be like Spring Breakers again. Like, I don't know why I felt that way. Just something about the energy mm-hmm. of like the advertising for it. Oh, definitely. Um, and so I never ended up seeing it. But hearing this description actually makes me really want to watch it. It sounds really interesting. I thought it was going to be way more boring yeah. than it was. Because also the trailers didn't do much. Yeah, totally. The, it was The trailers really rode on it being Matthew McConaughey yeah. partying. They right, were like, totally. you love this guy. That's all I thought it was. you love him because he's like a like stoned out party boy. Totally. Like, see him in like his most McConaughey role. <laughs> yeah. And that's all it was. Was totally. basically him being like, a goofball beach guy yeah um which it is but there's actually a little bit of plot yeah it's pretty loose and pretty (laughs) rambling and that's like why it didn't do that well yeah totally but and it's yeah it's i i remember thinking the same thing i was like oh it's like a just a sillier spring breakers and it kind of is but yeah (laughs) it was fun it was i don't know i enjoyed myself um Again, kind of confusing, like kind of hard to love Moondog, kind of hard to back his choices and his life philosophy. But am I just jealous? I don't know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) What if? Yeah. Yeah. It's also I've been meaning to rewatch Spring Breakers also because it's the 10th anniversary of it, which is so crazy. That's really wild. (laughs) That's really, really wild. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to. I want to rewatch it. Yeah, too. totally. Yep. Get back in there. Exactly. Um, okay. I only watched one other movie, but I'm going to tell you about it. Please do. It's from the year 2005. It's a movie called the Island. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, I caught a little bit of this movie the other day on regular old TV. Oh my god, they knew. They felt it. Yeah. They felt that life's a beach. Tell, um, tell me and our good listeners all about the island. Well, so here's the thing. It's a Michael Bay movie, right? It's a Michael Bay movie yeah. from 2005. So it looks exactly the way you think it will look. It's a lot of orange. It's a lot of turquoise. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of high contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember when it came out, like really wanting to see it and being like, oh, that looks really good. Oh, oh, same. Uh, but never, I don't, we never rented it. I think maybe I was like, I think I was kind of in the, my like too cool era. So I didn't want anybody to know that I wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. Kind of one of those maybe is what happened. But uh, luckily, Josh, my partner, reminded me of the existence of the island the other <laughs> night. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to watch it right now for Life's a Beach. Um, tragically, the island does not manifest in the movie The Island. No. Because <laughs> I did not know what the plot of the island was. Yeah. <laughs> However, no I do think it fits into Life's a Beach because it is also kind of about the fantasy of beach life. You know? Yeah. Uh, let me take you there. <laughs> Come, come with me. I'm, I'm following along. I'm ready. <laughs> come with me. Okay. So it's a movie from 2005 starring Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson are both people who live in this facility where everybody wears white outfits and they all are like bioscanned every morning for their health and they're all like they eat in a little cafeteria. Everybody's segregated by gender. Um, and they do their little jobs where they like put little needles into pipettes and they don't know why they're doing it, but they do it every day. Um, they do not know what their pasts are They're They just know how long they've been in the facility. So Ewan McGregor has been there for three years. Um, and he, uh, works with some other guys, one, like, the youngest one's only been there for a couple days, and then another one's been there for another couple years. But they don't really know much about each other. But they don't really care because they are, like, living their nice little lives. They get to eat their little food. Uh, and every night, a lottery happens. And if you win the lottery, you get sent to the island. Ooh. Ooh, a beautiful tropical island because nobody's allowed outside because there's been a contamination on the earth. Uh-huh. And so if you go outside, you'll get sick. And everyone who's inside of the facility was rescued and decontaminated. And so they're really safe inside there. But if you win the lottery, you get to go to the island and you get to breathe the air again. And it's so nice. But there's only one winner every night. So Ewan McGregor also is friends with a guy who works in the like, I don't know, he's in like a weird industrial part uh, played by Steve Buscemi, who clearly has more information than everybody else who lives in the facility because he says things uh, that refer to the outside world. And Ewan's like, what is that? And he's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry. So one day while he's hanging out with Steve Buscemi, he sees a bug that comes in through the vent and he's like whoa that's crazy and he catches it but then he you know he realizes that the bug is a lot like himself trapped and so he he goes to release the bug but accidentally finds himself in another floor of the facility where he witnesses a woman who was meant to be going to the island be murdered by the doctors who work in the facility Uh. and then another guy who also won the lottery to go to the island uh, try to escape from surgery where he was also going to have his organs harvested (gasps) and he was going to be killed because it turns out the facility is actually full of clones for rich people for rich people for organs you get to buy it's five million dollars and you get to buy yourself a clone that looks and is exactly the same as you um, but supposedly has no feelings, and uh-huh. you get to just harvest their organs whenever you want. <laughs> yep, great, great, great. And so you uh, and McGregor figures this out just as Scarlett Johansson wins the lottery, and they have been friends for as long as they've been there. But they don't kiss because they don't do that in the facility. (laughs) But he knows that he really cares about her, so he decides to run away and take her with him. So the two of them then escape the facility. And uh, the rest of the movie, less interesting. The beginning's so fun. Yeah, I'm sure. The rest is kind of like, as soon as they're out of the facility, I'm like, let's go back. I want to go back. It was so fun in there. It was more fun in there. 
Yeah, um, the only part I've seen is when they're out of the facility. Yeah. Already. And so the two of them, it's like, it's very Michael Bay. Then they like get involved in a bunch of different types of car chases yeah. <laughs> over and over again. Scarlett Johansson doesn't know a lick of anything. She doesn't. Well, that's what's really fun is that they're both really like baffled the whole time. Like yeah. it's a really fun character trait where like they're both really confused and they're like outside of the facility and they're like, what is that? It's like, it's they're like children. They're like children. They ha- I mean, they have, they like in the movie, they're described as being educated to the age of 15, but like with no like sex drive or anything. Yeah. So they are like, they're basically like kids. Um, but it's really fun because they're so, it's such a like fish out of water story once they're out of the facility and they're like interacting with regular people in the world because nobody knows about this except for the rich people. Mm-hmm. And the rich people think that the clones are just like people in a vegetative state they don't think that they are like alive or have any thoughts or feelings mm-hmm. but obviously they do because like they're just clones of people they're just, they're just, people. They're just people they get grown in like funny little bags but then, yeah. but then they're turned into regular people they're regular people the whole um, time. but it's really fun steve buscemi's character is also super fun like he's kind of sleazy but he really wants to help them anyway mm-hmm. um and it's like there's this other like a great scene towards the end where um they're both looking for the people their sponsors like mm-hmm. that's what they call the people whose clones they're of mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so they go looking for Ewan's clone and they find him and there's a very fun like bit of scenery where they the two Ewans play against each other Ooh. Um, and we have to do a body switcheroo, of course, because of course. ultimately we have to go back to the facility and free everybody yes. and tell the world about what's going on in there. Like, that's obviously the point. Yeah. The reason why I think it's a Life's a Beach movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it home, baby. Bring it home. <laughs> is because their whole reason for living is trying to get to the island. Oh. And it's like they're just trying to... All they want is to live. All They don't really... It's like all these poor people in this facility... They just want the chance to be a person and have that beautiful beach life on the island, you know? Mm. Like, we never get to see the island, but the island is always with them. They carry it in their hearts everywhere they go. Jenny, what are you, Moondog? I'm Moondog, baby. Give me a Pulitzer. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the island absolutely slapped other than... Oh my God, I didn't think you were going to say that. Slapped. Yeah. I really liked the island. I I wish that the um I wish that there were fewer chase scenes and like a little more time in the facility and a little less time outside of yeah. the world. But I had so much fun. It was such a great um and exciting moment for me to watch what fourteen year old me had wanted to watch so bad. I know. I remember also wanting to watch it so bad, and all I got to see was like one little Buscemi scene where his girlfriend's Shawnee Smith. I was just about to. I actually, I was just looking at my notes, and I just wrote in all caps, Shawnee Smith. Shawnee Smith is here <laughs> of Saw. Yep, <laughs> the Saw franchise of Amanda from Saw. Yeah. <laughs> um. The other thing is that it it does take place in the year 2019, um, and in 2019 we have hover Amtrak trains. So I'm just like wondering when let's, uh, that's gonna happen. Amtrak, if we could please let's get on that, get that. Um, there's also like some classic Michael Bay sexism, like of course because of course. it's gonna be in there. Well, they made um, Scarlett Johansson like extra idiot. I think From she's the bit that I saw. She's like extra. The, I don't know what's going the on. The stuff with Steve Buscemi is like the worst that she seems. And the rest of the movie, she has much more. She's actually a little more capable than Ewan okay. for parts of it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not. It's not a flattering uh, portrayal, I would say. No. But I do really like. I mean, it's it's just really fun. It has that same kind of like um, dystopian like aesthetic as minority report kind of like especially in the facility like everything's like white and but every but everything's also really shiny there's like a really fun the very beginning rules like there's this really cool dream sequence like it's what the movie opens with where ewan mcgregor is dreaming that he's on a boat um with scarlett johansson and like he's trying to get off of the boat uh and it like he gets like pulled underwater by like these scary looking men Mm. and then the dream like transitions back to like the real world by he's like lying in his bed um but all of this water like flows away from it all of a sudden and it looks like it's all like shot in one where like they actually i don't know if they actually did but it looks like they flooded a room full of water and it like drifts away from him all of a sudden and then he's just in his bed and it's like a very beautiful shot and i was like oh the island what are we doing then there's not much more of that after that yeah (laughs) but it opens with a bang and it really worked for me and like choosing 
Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson is so funny too because they're they're such pretty people. It's like such <laughs> yeah. a like like Adam and Eve yeah like, totally perfection vibe. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like and they're and they're both like famous like us uh, in the in the plot oh. of the movie too because like Scarlett they're Johansson sponsors? their sponsors like Scarlett Johansson sponsors like a model and an actress of course yeah and Ewan McGregor's sponsor is like a race car driver who also designs boats. <laughs> That's All his right. thing. <laughs> I mean, I can see wanting like extra organs at the ready for yeah, totally being a, having a dangerous job oh, like yeah. a race car driver. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I really, I gotta say, I really enjoyed the island. It's also streaming free like everywhere. Like mm. it's all, it's free on YouTube. Hell it's free yeah. on Pluto. All right. Yeah. I know what I'm watching tonight. Yeah, I gotta say, I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, wow incredible yeah well, those were my life's beach movie you know two movies about uh the uh, the beach in your mind yep exactly <laughs> we talked before we started the show how like this is such a fun theme for watching often not a lot to talk about no very somewhat um, empty movies you know, ultimately I, I didn't go to film school i don't know how to uh, really wax about a movie where nothing much happens but people chilling, which is the stuff that I watched. <laughs> I mean, same. I feel like that's that's kind of the the vibe of Life's a Beach is that it's like don't think about it too hard, baby. Life's a beach. We're yeah. just hanging out here on the on the sand. Yeah, it doesn't have to be deep. Um, I can tell you a little shy. bit more about the Magic Island. <laughs> <laughs> tell me a little bit about the Magic Island. Um, okay, the main boy what's his name i don't know he's a classic 90s kid he's mm-hmm. got the classic 90s cut you know he's like real blonde with the middle part yes of course um it's and... what you were describing earlier kind of reminded me of when you told me about the page master yes Does it feel similar to that it feels similar to that except the page master is way better oh, and also uh <laughs> mostly it's like Animated. one of those ones that goes from live action to animation mm-hmm. um yeah there is so little about this movie out there because I didn't realize that it went directly to video, which makes a lot of sense because <laughs> um, it's a uh, yeah, it's it feels like a direct to video movie. And then I remember after looking up stuff about this, I was like, oh yeah, I watched a lot of direct to video movies as a kid. Like I watched a lot of low budget. Were you stuff. like renting them from the library or something? I don't know. Mommy was doing it. <laughs> Mommy, Mommy, she, she like, like what's going on here? Uh, the Great Panda Adventure, a movie called Alaska with Thora Birch in it. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, the Giant of Thunder Mountain. Is this where Prancer came from too, or was no Prancer is like big? I'm sorry. sorry, I'm so sorry, Jesus, <laughs> so sorry, <laughs> so sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, oh god, what's his name? Okay, Jack Carlisle. So when he lands on the Magic Island, mm-hmm. gets sucked into the book. Yeah. He's with a band of uh, merry swashbucklers of course. looking for treasure. It's like a hot prince and this hot lady who's the best swords person in all of Ireland. Ooh, love that. <laughs> wow, gender equity. Yeah, and this uh, big, like, strong, uh, uh, what what is he? He's also really good at swords i was like is he magic i don't know he's like he's a big caribbean dude who we find out at the very end of the movie his wife that he's like you're gonna love my wife mad jack once you meet her and it's the ancestor of the nanny who sent him on this adventure um but there's some fun like claymation in it and he meets a mermaid and they like kiss a little bit. So Remember, like cute. in movies when like kids kissed. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so they weird. Really, we like, were really like doing that for a while. Yeah, we were doing like like romantic lips kisses for yeah, kids. Yeah, totally. So we <laughs> we had a romantic lips kiss for kids. Um, yeah, they they call him Mad Jack because that's what he calls himself, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Who are you?" And they think he's magical because oh, he has fun. this book that writes itself as mm-hmm. the story happens. That's really cool. Um, and they're trying to get to the treasure before Blackbeard. I was going to say, pirate. it sounds very piratey. Yeah. yeah Blackbeard's We're in there. Nassau. Yeah. Um, he's trying to get the treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Delightful. He, I, so as you know, I've been rewatching Lost to talk mm-hmm. about yep. Island. Life's a Beach. <laughs> yeah, for real. Life's a beach. And the guy that plays Blackbeard is like the guy with the eye patch in Lost, which I haven't gotten to that season yet. Oh, yeah. No, I know who you're talking about. It's like the only yeah. actor yeah, that totally. anyone knows. <laughs> um, I mean, he's got a um, a type. Yeah. Yeah. 
Island, uh, an island type. An island type. Isaac Hayes does voice like oh, a fun. cheeky head. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, damn. Okay, wow. I think that's all I have to say. Can about I? This. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay, so of all the many types of beaches in the world, if you had to retire <gasps> to one like the beach bum, which type of beach would you like Ooh. to be? Like white sand beach, black sand beach, Ooh. Caribbean like Maine, coastal Maine. Oh wow, Jenny, or that's like, an amazing you know. question. We're definitely going Caribbean for mm-hmm. me because I know the humidity is hard in the tropics, but when you're by the water, it matters so not. So nice, yeah. Um the color of that water is just like unreal. Oh, so beautiful. And yeah, so I'm talking white sand or honestly some of those beaches are pink sand. Yeah. Oh. Of the coral. Ooh. So I'm gonna go there. Honestly like wouldn't mind moon dogging it. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> he like in the so when he's in I guess Minnie his wife lives in Miami yeah. and he spends most of his time in the Keys nice in Key West yeah 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 yeah, um, yeah. and he like hangs out on this boat that has like hammocks hanging off the side and oh. like a bed on top of it so so nice it's it's he's Moondog <laughs> has a nice life <laughs> yeah totally um and yeah, so like when he when he goes back to Minnie, he just like drives his little motorboat like across the water over to Miami. It's oh, really sweet, so cute. <laughs> um, Girl, come, baby. Let me tell you a little bit about Zac Efron's outfit. Oh in yes, this movie. please. Oh my god. So it is like kind of a James Franco character, like trickle down style wise, mm-hmm. but he's again like he's a preacher's son, right? And he's wearing like Jenko style jeans. And he has a beard shaved into like notches, almost like vanilla <laughs> ice's eyebrow. Yeah. And he wears like a Bluetooth earpiece. <laughs> and there's a couple scenes of him like doing like Healy. Like he wears like oh Healy. Oh my God. <laughs> like in the rehab center, yes, like healing around. That's the thing is that Harvey Curran's really good at comedy when he's working I for it. No, <laughs> like... he really is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I feel about Harmony Korean. I know. I feel 50-50 pretty much. I'm like, I'm sure he like sucks so bad to yeah. be around. Like, I don't know. I just feel like he's like. Ugh. Yeah, he's got bad vibes. I mean, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen enough of his movies to have like a strong opinion. I think he makes interesting movies and I respect that. For sure. For sure. But yeah, he seems like he's probably like kind of a scumbag in person. Yeah. He, <laughs> he seems like a little, a little bit of a scumbag. I like that. Hit, like he's he has made such like weird art movies like trash humpers and yeah then, totally like, you know manages to make something like the beach bomb that a lot of people see like it's fun when somebody like sneaks through yeah, that way totally but yeah he does seem like a jerk off yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah i don't know enough about him as like a person but he ju- he just he does he has bad vibes for sure <laughs> yeah he's got he's got some bad dude vibes yeah totally yeah like, I, don't, I don't trust him but i'm gonna watch his movies kids is a movie that i've never seen mm, i've only seen parts of it it's, i mean it is what it is it's very famous for what it is very famous <laughs> um i feel like that's much like Darren Aronofsky's pie. It's yeah. like I should have seen this in high school. Yes, exactly. When it would like blow my mind. Yep, totally. Now it's too late. It's the ship like has sailed. <laughs> it's like kids, the movie version of that really sad immortal technique song about the. <laughs> I <laughs> never mind. <laughs> like... Jenny, oh. never mind. I can't describe it. On I'm the radio. so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's too early in the night for that. <laughs> Um, Jenny, what about you? What what kind of beach do you want to retire on? You know, I was thinking about this a lot while you were answering, and I think it's probably a Mediterranean beach oh, because that's a smart choice. Although the keys sounds so good to me, I am. It gets. It's just like I imagine like July there, and it makes me cry. Yeah. Um. And yeah. I feel like there's some. I don't know, like some like Italian beach somewhere where I could I could handle the summertime it wouldn't mm-hmm. kill me um but i still get that you know that island lifestyle oh my god that's, i know that's, that's a really for. really good answer thank you and i'm not i don't really want to be in the keys i want to be like in the bvis oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. so sorry yeah. i was thinking about i was thinking about the beach mom himself i know <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no you're no, right no. i've also i've never been to um like a caribbean island so that's the other thing is that if i went i think i'd probably have a better 
sense. I haven't been to an Italian island either. <laughs> I know. I haven't, I haven't been to an Italian island. Um, but I just, you know, we'll see one I've of these never, days. As far as I know, I haven't been to the Caribbean in July. So yeah, it's, well, it could be pretty bad. But we're going to have to go on a fact-finding mission sponsored by WGX. Exactly. I will say the Gulf of Mexico unbelievably warm which is a little intense yeah totally kind of scary that's the thing is that i want to be able to swim in like non-bath water my first instinct was actually to go like norway or something but that's too cold that's too cold (laughs) it seems cool but it's too cold it's too cold yeah no you i think you made a great choice nice thank you thank you so much uh, this has been Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. Thank you so much for listening. We're on here every second and fourth Tuesday of the month from 7 to 8 p.m. We're not sure what our next theme will be, but you can check out what it is when we figure it out on our Instagram <laughs> at Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. Uh, please feel free to DM us with any questions or comments you have, movie suggestions, all that stuff. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thank yeah. you. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next time. Bye.